Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in on your Friday. Yo, 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 yo. Clark's here, too. In the house. <laughs> and we're Literally talking. in our house. <laughs> oh. At the table with four children on the ground and a dog. So. And well, yeah, and it well, it's almost Winnie's birthday, so we're yeah. uh, that's the next thing on our calendar. Two days from now, January 9th, Winifred Corver, Saint Winifred, the Golden Retriever. So today, though, we're going to talk about John chapter seven with you guys mm-hmm. and what stuck out to us, and a little bit. Clark's got some info here for us about the Feast of Tabernacles. That uh, it's just it's just so interesting how the Bible and all these things are they're just so intricate and got a, and got Jesus a bogey knows. at six o'clock coming in behind me. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Littlest, don't make eye contact. The littlest one. <laughs> don't make eye contact. Oh hello. Fancy no. meeting you here. Can I have that? Yeah. Okay. You wanna say hi? Okay. You wanna say hi? Hi. Oh, that's nice. That was really good actually. Yeah. We got little Quinn here with us. Do you want to say anything about John chapter seven? Yeah. Oh, okay. No? Okay. Do you want to say ABC? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> okay. You say God bless you? No. You say God bless you? No, God bless you. God bless no, you. God bless no, you. God bless you. There you go. <laughs> okay. I, um, I'm going to hop in though here while you deal with the monkey. Okay. Well, I think when I look at John 7, it kind of reminds me of what we read yesterday in John 6. For sure. Because it's dealing with Jesus' influence, his ministry, and his power. And so what stuck out to me yesterday in John 6 is um, really when Jesus realized that the people were going to enthrone him as king. It says he snuck away and he realized my time has not yet come. I'm going to go hide up on the mountainside in the sticks. When you jump into John 7, he again, the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near. Jesus' brother said to him, like, now's the time, man. Let's go. If you go to verse 3, it says, Leave Galilee, go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. Because no one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you're doing these great things, show yourself to the world. For even some of Jesus' own brothers did not believe in him. And just think about how Jesus handles power, recognition, and fame. It's yeah. just so different because I would I totally resonate with the disciples. It's like get a follow get a following, get a lot of people around you, you know, get a big Twitter following, lots of likes, lots of hearts, and let's let your fame and your influence spread so that everybody knows like how awesome Jesus is. And yet constantly Jesus is saying, Nope, I'm not doing this the worldly way. I'm not for the fame. And the recognition and the popularity like you seek, he's looking for a fruitful ministry of people who are truly devoted to turning, repenting, and following him, saying, I want to be part of the kingdom of God, bringing this kingdom from heaven to earth. Well, one of the, if you keep going down the chapter, um, one of the very next things is actually what stuck out to me in verse six. Therefore, Jesus told them, the right time for me has not yet come for, uh, for you. Any time is right. And so he continues there. And so Clark, you're talking about how Jesus and, um, like his timing kind of correlates with just 
understanding that like it's not about you know the followers the amount of people that kind of stuff but it's literally like people's hearts and, and what's kind of going on with like the fruit of his ministry and then even um another note i guess on that in the same kind of thought pattern here is like the right time is really just in accordance with this with father god mm-hmm. that's one thing that you hear all over in the gospels that jesus is saying you know and he says it again here that that's you know where he's come from um and that he uh doesn't do anything you know without his father knowing or in alignment with the father and so i just think about that when it comes to big decisions or i really most decisions i think we hear a lot of people in the church say you know well have you prayed about it have you have you spent time with the lord on it but even the timing of these things, you know, everything, it's not just, you know, what we're doing it, but when we're doing it. Mm, and that's the, a good point. The timing of these things can actually be quite significant too. You know, are we even ready to enter into that? Is it, is the Lord, you know, advising, is, is has he made a way? Does it look like there's, um, like he's gone before us in this, you know, or are we just kind of paving our own way? And so Jesus is just always acting in accordance with the will of the father. And so it's curious too, like we talked about the intricacies of the Bible and this text is just so, just so amazing as, as I'm a 32 year old, you know, talking to you guys about it. I just continually, I'm like, man, wow, that is really good. That is really good. And so today we were talking about that with the feast. So Jesus is about to enter into the feast um, with the Jews, the Feast of the Tabernacles. That's later in this chapter too. Oh, no, we're in it right now. That yeah. is this chapter. And um, so it's amazing because then the timing seems to be right, like at the very mm-hmm. end of the chapter when he kind of brings things full circle. And so, Clark, you wanted to talk kind of about the Feast of Tabernacles. Did you, or do you want to go there yet? Or yeah, what yeah we do? definitely can. I was just laughing in the middle of the chapter. It's like this little game of hide and seek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Verse 33, Jesus is ta- talking to them about how, again, like w- when you ask yourself, mm-hmm. what do you learn about God in this chapter? Well, Jesus is trying to glorify the Father. The Father yeah. is glorifying the Son. The Spirit's empowering Christ to fulfill the will of the Father. You just see the three persons and the one God working mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. in perfect harmony. And I just celebrate that when we ask that question, what do we learn about God mm-hmm. in this chapter? But Jesus is basically saying to him, Verse 33, I'm with you for a short time. Then I'm going to the one who sent me. You're going to look for me. You're not going to be able to find me. For where I'm going, you can't come. And then they're like, where's this dude going to go that we can't find him? Just thinking about this game of hide and seek. (laughs) Yeah, looking at each other. I uh, I was laughing when I would come out to Emmanuel when I was a little guy. Me and Michael Asmus, Stephen Zimquitz, Garrett Olson, Curtis Korber. We'd have like massive games of hide and seek in the church. And up in the choir loft, there were these doors that you could, oh, like, pop dear. open behind, like, the, right. the sound kind of, the things that absorb sound. And you'd be able to go up, like, in, like, where the, at the old time, it would have been where the, uh, what what's the, uh, the not the piano? The organ. Organ. The organ pipes. Uh, and everything <laughs> that were in those, like, cabinets, best hiding spot. Maybe Jesus was hiding in there. <laughs> oh Anyways, a uh, little game of hide and seek. But... When you pay attention to what Bobby's saying about the timing, that's one of the things John wants you to take note of. Because when you're looking at it here, it's talking about how it was the final day of the temple Mm. festival uh, of tabernacles. It was the last day. And as you look at the end of it here, when Jesus starts talking about living water 
um, verse 37, yeah. on the last and the greatest day of the festival. Yeah. Why is it the last and the greatest day? Why would John go out of his way to say that? Yeah, I don't well, know. I'm really glad you asked that question. <laughs> when you look back at Jewish history and how they structured the festivals, the Jews would look back to Exodus in the tabernacle and the tent. And the people mm. would, would be there, like God's with us. This is where he dwelt. Mm -hmm. And they'd be looking ahead to the time when God would come and lead his people in a new Exodus. So it's on the last day of mm. the feast that people would all gather at the Pool of Siloam. You read about that throughout the Gospels too. Sometimes there's healing there. They would dip a gold bucket in the water, and all the people would crowd in, and they would march up. And the high priest would start at the bottom of the hill and work their way up the hill. And mm. they would quote Isaiah 12, verses 3 through 6. Essentially, it would be sung. With you, you draw water from the wells of salvation. And they'd be chanting this and singing it. Mm. The priest would get up to the temple, and at the altar, they would pour the water all over the altar. And it was a symbolic act that one day Joel 2 would come true. That prophecy from Joel 2 is talking about the day where God's spirit's going to be poured out on all, all people. Young uh, men would dream dreams. Yeah. Old men would have visions and prophesy on men and women. God's spirit would be poured out and they'd be used in the church and for the glory of God. One day the Holy Spirit would be poured out like water. So now when you have that in yeah. mind, the people are all expecting the, the priest to do this. And then here comes Ooh. Jesus Christ. John 7, verse 37, 38, 39. Yeah. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up in a loud voice and said, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Hmm. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not yet been given. That's Pentecost, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So what mm. Jesus is saying here, like uh, we're talking about how um, in a couple chapters, Jesus is the door, the gate. Yeah. He's the good shepherd. It's through Jesus you have this relationship. Here again, he's saying, it's mm -hmm. I'm the living water. Mm -hmm. It's through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that he is going to give you the spirit. Mm. Later on in John 14, he says, if you love me, you keep my commands. I'll ask the father. He'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. And so Jesus is starting to put together the puzzle for everyone yeah. to see that he is God. He is the Messiah. He is the one who's fulfilling all the Old Testament prophecies that the Feast of Tabernacles, this festival that had been there for so long, he is the fulfillment of all these people's hopes and dreams and ultimately the very word of God. Hmm. He's saying, it's through me. I'm going to give you this living water. That's so good. Oh, it's crazy. I did, just imagine being there. Yeah. I hope they include that in The Chosen. That would be <laughs> pr pretty epic episode. Yeah, it would be. And even I think it just, it really helps, I feel like, to understand the fullness of what what's like what John is describing. But then really like how radical, like people just like, what is this guy saying? Like, oh my goodness. And so we were talking about his fame before. Uh, but really, I mean, the other chapters also, Jesus talks about, about communion, about how he's the bread of life and how these, these are divisive. These are meant to be spoken to his sheep, to his people. He's yeah. saying like, I, it's me, it's me. And some people don't like that. And no. so that's going to be, you know, all the way to the cross. We're going to hear about those people, but 
I just, I'm so grateful for you sharing that about the tabernacle because that's one of those little snippets, you know, you kind of might glaze over verse 37 on the last and greatest day. Like, okay, whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait. That, that John puts those words in there very, very yes. intentionally. The timing, it's really good. So yeah. thanks for sharing that. I yeah. think that's all. I, all right. I Did we have anything else? No, I don't think so. Um, one other note, just in terms of Emmanuel Church as a whole. We're going to keep plugging away this week in our sermon series on Christian sexuality. What does it mean to be blessed uh, with the body that God gave us? Just another reminder, I'll talk about this Sunday when we're talking about shame and forgiveness. Uh, We want to make sure we give you handles and resources so that you can have uh, helpful and healthy conversations with maybe your small group or if you're a parent with other people in your home, especially your youth. So feel free to go to www.erc.la forward slash sexuality. Or you can click on the church app, and we're going to have different tiles and tabs available for you with PDFs containing questions and ways to have conversations um, regarding the topics that we're talking about. So this week, shame and forgiveness. In the future weeks, there'll be other topics as well. Uh, Two other resources that we're going to keep plugging. One is cpyu.org. It's a center for parent and youth understanding. has tons of free resources uh, for how to bridge these gaps when it comes to these kind of hot topics. And then also type in Preston Sprinkle. He has a center for faith, gender, uh, identity. Again, very gracious, orthodox, um, laced with scripture, Bible-oriented, but also just grabbing the bull by the horns when it comes to some of the hot topic, divisive, and confusing um, aspects of sexuality that are being brought up today yeah. with a lot of people. So we'll make sure you're well-equipped to, to address this. Yeah, definitely. Wow, that's good stuff. That's all I got. Okay. Well, thanks, you guys, for listening, and have an awesome weekend. Tune in also Sunday or show up. We'd love to worship with you guys. And she's back. Quinn's back. You say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Bye. 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 All right. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.